Handle on the News. Handle on the News! One of the things I said, I fired Bill Handle. Well, I turned out to do the right thing because you look at all of the things that he's done and the lies. Turned out I did the right thing. And now, here's Bill Handle. Hi, good morning. It's a Monday, uh, the 25th day of June. Uh, we just got through the solstice uh, a few days ago. Longest day of the year, and now we go to on our way to the shortest day of the year, which is whenever the hell it is. All right, uh, before we start, uh, some breaking news, right, Jennifer? Yeah, we are following the story coming out of downtown Long Beach. Police are responding to a reported shooting at a retirement home. A witness has told KTLA two first responders might have been hurt. At least one of them might have been shot. The Covenant Manor Retirement Home is near 4th Street and Atlantic Avenue. And people are saying that early this morning they heard an explosion and we're hearing all kinds of different reports. We haven't confirmed this, but it might have been an oxygen tank that exploded that started the whole thing. But then how a first responder ends up shot, uh, we're still trying to piece this yeah, together. Corbin crazy. Carson's on his way to the scene. Yeah, and who shoots up a retirement home? Uh, that, well, that was our first, what? This is going on at a retirement home? It's the Covenant Manor Retirement Home. Wow. Well, what were the first responders responding to? Well, that's just it. So I think it was some sort of explosion, and that's why they're thinking it could have been the oxygen tank that exploded. Yeah, oxygen tanks don't usually explode. I mean, they're under pressure, but they usually don't explode. Uh, You can smoke around an oxygen uh, tank, and it doesn't doesn't matter. You know that? But yeah. Uh, yeah, They don't explode. I mean, it's all that. So something's. I see them all the time in the casino. Yeah. Oh. That's right, you do. I remember, you know, we uh, were going to move to Reno because of you, Rich, uh, when I uh, at some point was going to retire. So uh, we were looking for land, and we stayed at uh, the only hotels have casinos in them in the entire city of Reno. So I remember we were coming uh, down to meet the real estate guy, and we walk through the casino, and there is probably a 400-pound woman on one of those fat person scooter chairs, Aww. right? And she had the oxygen tank with the two things in her nose, uh, tattooed from wrists all the way up. Um, this woman's in her 60s, probably, totally tatted up, and uh, she is smoking a cigarette and has a tumbler full of what looked like Coke, and it wasn't. It clearly was a tumbler full of uh, bourbon. Eight o'clock in the morning. Oh. And as we pass her, I turned to Marjorie and said, we've just found paradise. We're moving here. Very cosmopolitan. (laughs) So, uh, and she was smoking and there was the oxygen, uh, the oxygen tank and no one stopped her. It's like security was watching her. They just don't blow up. All right, uh, good morning to uh, Jennifer. Good morning. And good morning to Rich. Hey, Handel. And good morning to Alex. And there's John Ramirez. And as, How was your weekend? Oh, went up to uh, Bucket List Restaurant. Yeah. Fr- French Laundry. And oh. it was, uh, the f- I'm going to bring the menu in uh, tomorrow. Oh, I want to see say, it. The food was it's the best meal I've ever had in my life. It, so it lives up to it. It uh, absolutely lives up to it. It was insane. It's insanely expensive. Yeah, three hundred and something dollars. That's it. Yeah. It's expensive. But then again, you go to Disneyland with a, a party uh, with your family. You're into it five, six hundred dollars, if not more. Right. Uh, yeah. And so uh, it's uh, you know it's expect go to a concert. You know uh, what's his face over here, Rich Springsteen. Yeah, Springsteen. I mean Springs. Uh, he'll spend eight hundred dollars for a Springsteen concert. Right. So it, it's bucket list. Yeah. Uh, you know you Some spend it, this. Yeah, it's one. It, 
And so it was, I mean, the food was amazing. The service was beyond anything I've ever seen. So we're at a table where it's cold. And Mar- and then Pamela, uh, I, I asked the, uh, the uh, female waiter, I said, can you uh, give us another place to, uh, to sit? Because it's really cold here. So they move us to another table. And then he turns to Pamela and says, can I offer you a pajmina? And I said, wow. well, yeah. And I said, how is it prepared? <laughs> what what is a pajmina? Anyway? A pajmina, it's a scarf. Oh, just a wrap. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought she was getting a free appetizer. No, <laughs> she was. She was getting a pajmina. <sighs> and then the on the way out, uh, they have a this the book uh, that you write in your comments. And uh, Pamela had written the best meal I've ever had ever. And oh, and it was hilarious. So she wrote. Uh, Pamela Handel and Bill Handel. And then in parentheses, she goes, yeah, that Bill Handel. And I turn to Marjorie and go, this is Yuntville. All right, you think anybody knows who the hell I am? And uh, so, and then my comment was, this isn't Burger King, or th- excuse me, this isn't In-N-Out Burger, but it's damn close. And the gal who was there on the way out says, first of all, the chef reads every one of these. Really? And he, and he will love the this. He adores in and out Burger. <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. Oh, he says his favorite it's burger. It's Thomas Keller, right? Or one well, of yeah, his Tom, restaurants, no, it's Thomas anyway. Keller, one of his restaurants. Wow. And it's just, oh, it's insane. It was, I hung out with Neil at uh, Fork Report oh, uh, how was on that? Saturday. All how day, was the that? music festival and everything. Yeah. Nonstop eating yeah. during his show. And really. They, and they bring, they can't stop bringing him food. Yeah. And and I got to eat all of that stuff. So Fabulous, it was like it? three hours of eating. I know. It was, I was like heavy into the Alka-Seltzer later. Yeah. I Rich, did you get to it. try the uh, plant-based nachos? Yes, I did. How I, were they? they were very good. And I, I also tried a plant-based Plant. burger. Double, bur- yeah. double burger. And Neil goes, try that burger there. That's yeah. really fantastic. And I took a bite. Oh, yeah, it's really good. He goes, that's vegan. I go, oh. but there's two meat patties there. And there wasn't. Goes, that's I know. not meat. Yeah. I once ate uh, a plant-based uh, kale salad. It was disgusting. <laughs> I don't like that kale. Yeah, I do. Okay, guys, let's do it. Lead story. I'm going back to Mexico. Oh, are we going to cover this one? The president says undocumented immigrants, illegal aliens, should immediately be returned to their country of origin without due process. Uh, I'm going to talk about it, you but can't it's do that. Nah, it's a, the president just shooting out at uh, shooting from the hip. It's just one of those things he says, and uh, everybody makes a huge deal about it. It's just Donald Trump being Donald Trump. Yeah, but everybody, everybody's entitled to due process in this of country, course, whether true. you're an undocumented worker or whatever. Uh, uh, okay, the president everyone number, is. That's true. But president number one doesn't understand it. And number two, uh, he that was not a policy statement. He didn't sit down with anybody. He just said it, which is what he does. All right, and then we're going to cover uh, this story big time also separation order or the I guess it's a voluntary signature that some of the parents who have been separated from their kids can sign but what it does is it'll speed up your cases and you'll you're told that your kids will be returned to you faster but it also says you'll be deported faster actually they're not (laughs) Uh, but here and there's a logic to this I mean think about this is not uh, a situation that's mean spirited or whatever. This is a procedural situation. Most of the people that are caught are voluntarily deported, uh, and they say, "Okay, I'm out of here." 
and off they go. And if they have kids in the country, of course they're put together because the families are deported. Yeah. Uh, they don't leave the kids by themselves in detention center. The families say, I want my kid with me. So off they go uh, with a voluntary dep- uh, deportation, uh, which means that uh, they, give up any, this, they give up any rights or any attempt to be in front of an immigration judge. And of course it's going to go faster. Now, then the issue is coercion. Right. And it depends on how your how people are given the opportunity. It's if you ever want to see your kids again, yeah. uh, then you uh, sign this uh, voluntary deportation order. It's all in how it's applied. It's right. all in how it's presented. Well, isn't it, Bill and Jennifer, isn't that in a sense then we're holding kids hostage? Well, in a hostage in exchange okay. for something, but it's been to done. get your kids well, back. You've got to do this. Uh, I guess you could interpret it that way, or if you voluntarily ask for, uh, you agree to a deportation, then we have to bring your kids back, and they can't be in detention because you're leaving, and they have no desire to keep kids. As a matter of fact, I'm going to argue the other way that what the government is doing is putting families together because they're all leaving. And when families want to stay, as I said, then detention is separate. But detention is separate per this 1979 Flores uh, settlement. It, that's one of the things is we have to follow the law. Remember, that's Christine Nelson. But she was wrong because there's nothing in the law that says you have to keep people separate. They could take the parents and move them into detention centers and put the kids together. They just uh, under the uh, tr- under the George Bush administration and Obama administration, they didn't do that. It's the zero tolerance policy that separates them out. Literally, if anybody's a family that's charged criminally, the kids will be separated out pursuant to the Flores decision. It's simply what the government does. Do they want to charge these kids? Do they want to charge these parents criminally or civilly? It, do, you, do you understand where I'm going with this? It's a little wonky, but I wanted to uh, to, to understand that or make you understand that. Rich, let me let me explain this. You, you understand what an illegal alien is? Oh, boy. Here we go. Let me where we go. <laughs> See, <laughs> I usually have John for that. Now uh, I have Rich. Yes. Take a break. We'll be back. And by the way, I'm going to tell you guys why we are being told not to call them, not, not KFI, but why uh, the media is being told don't call them detention centers anymore. Call them holding centers. And it has to do with this next story. Okay. Ooh, we'll be back with that one. KFI. All right. It's you, baby. And I'm a sucker for the way that you move, baby. And I could try to run, but it will be useless. KFI handle here on a uh, Monday, June 25th. And we uh, continue on with the big stories, immigration. We're going to talk about that this morning for sure. Well, I think immigration is important enough. And then there's a fire that Jennifer uh, Jones-Lee is reporting on up in Northern California, already burned uh, over 7,700 acres. And then Roseanne Barr, uh, an interview with Rabbi Shmuley Botich, my favorite guy, Shmuley. He was a talk show host, actually still is, uh, but I think he talk shows on a pod on his uh, computer and goes on the internet. He's a bit strident. Yeah. When it, uh, he's what? He's a bit strident. Oh, it, he's out of his mind. I know. <laughs> he's out of his mind. He's. I think he was the rabbi that was involved with Laura Schlesinger when she became super Jew. Oh, oh. All right, let's that just, guy. yeah, let's just move on. Okay, so here is why 
I heard this morning that we should be calling these holding centers and not detention centers for kids. Come down in Texas. Apparently, over the weekend, there was a 15-year-old boy who had come across the border. He was detained in one of these facilities, but they're saying the reason we can't call them detention centers anymore is because he walked away from the facility. Yeah, according to uh, the people that run the biggest one, uh, Southwest Key, uh, Casa Padre, they said uh, it's not as if we lock these people up. We don't have chain link fences around or so they say. And if you see videos of uh, the facility, there are no fences around it. Now, so it's what, like a minimum security correctional uh, yeah, facility. Yeah, now whether, right? and I don't know if, the, if those cages are inside that center. I think they are. And Where the kids uh, sleep. Yeah, and are they allowed to leave those? And I don't know. It's it's a mess. This whole thing is based on uh, the zero policy, zero tolerance policy. That's what this is about. Because this happened with President Bush. This happened with President Obama. I mean, the same thing. It's just the numbers. And it's the absolutes. That's what uh, is really... Did cages occur with them? Yeah. We'll see. And here's the problem. So the kid walks away from this facility, and now he's missing. They don't know where he is. Right. They say he went back to, uh, they think he went back through Mexico into, uh, I think it was either Costa Rica or uh, Honduras, wherever the hell he went. But see, before the kid left the facility, authorities were in contact with somebody in Dallas who claimed that he was the child's father. Well, now oh, yeah. it turns out that the guy probably was not. See, there's the other thing. That's the other side. Okay, of there's it. the other side. So you put this kid in detention, they can only stay 20 days. The uh, Homeland Security starts looking for the parents, right? Starts out there uh, looking. I don't know how quickly it is, whether it's immediate or not. My guess is it's pretty, it's pretty close to where they, when the kid is put in and into the detention center. And then someone claims to be a parent. They're saying, we have to vet that person. We can't just say, here you go. So and it takes time to vet that person. Now, here's the policy uh, change that... Uh, happened. This is where it's new with the uh, with the uh, Trump administration. Is if that person is illegal, it used to be the they would just be released to that person, legal or not. Here, the illegal person comes to claim who is a legitimate uh, connection to the kid, and they arrest that person for being illegal. Which means that anybody who's illegal who is connected to that child by blood is not going to show up. So a lot of this is uh, simply policy change. They didn't think this through is what happened. This administration does a lot of stuff, just throws it off spontaneously. Well, why, if, as you insist, that this all happened the same way with Bush and Obama, was there not this chaos? Uh, Uh, Because it was numbers? Because they they didn't arrest people who were illegal who picked up the kids. Now they are. And they didn't uh, decide that every single person coming into this country was going to be tossed. And then they had the catch and release, which they don't have anymore, where someone was claiming asylum and theoretically has to be held. But what would happen, the immigration judges, you'd be appear in front of a judge very quickly and given an order. Then you have to show up at a certain time, five months, six months, and then released. Problem is no one showed up. No one came back. But if you're claiming asylum, yes. you're not attempting to sneak into the country. That's absolutely correct. You, That's correct. You are presenting yourself That's right. with this claim for That's asylum right. because you're being persecuted either right. politically right. or by right. from a, apparently right. by a lot of gangs in the, in some of these mm-hmm. uh, areas where they're threatening their kids or, yep. or the families. 
So and then uh, so why are these people being treated in that fashion? Because, I'll, they, I'll tell you why. Because zero policy, zero tolerance policy. They used to do a catch and release where people would claim asylum. Uh, they have to go through the process. They ha it has to be vetted. You just can't take someone's word for it. And so they then would be given a date months, months later, sometimes two years later, because there just weren't enough immigration judges because the numbers were so big, and then released into the United States on the promise that you'll return to then either be granted or not granted asylum, and no one comes back because the chances are, or there is a chance, they're going to be said uh, they're going to be denied asylum, and back they go into Mexico or wherever in South America. So they just stay. And the Trump administration said, we're done with people just staying. We need more judges. We have to make the determination, and we're not going to do catch and release anymore. So it's, it's a little more complicated than just let's throw them all in jail. Thank God I'm not the president. I'd throw them all in jail. Just have to understand that there's a, as usual, it's a lot more complicated. We we simplify. The media simplifies. We tend on simplifying. You can't simplify when you have something this complicated, but you can't take a break. Let's do it. And there's Jennifer Jones Lee. Not a yes, sir. Not a follower. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. KFI handle here. It is a Monday morning. And good morning to you and all. Jennifer Jones Lee, Rich Murata, and me with the news. And don't jog along the U.S. Canadian border. Better run for the border. Yeah, this is crazy. A French tourist <laughs> is in Canada and is jogging and crosses the border because there is no wall on the northern border, and the president's not calling for one. So uh, she is apprehended, uh, this woman, Sedalia Roman, uh, by U.S. Border Patrol guards. Uh, she says, I'm French. Uh, I'm a French citizen. I have no intention of entering the United States illegally. They didn't know that. They pick her up. They detain her. And her mom shows up with her passport and everything, but they have to vet it all. She's two weeks in whole. Uh, two weeks? Two weeks she's held. Oh, come on. That's what happened. Are, are we all going nuts? Yes. I mean, doesn't this seem, Bill, really like the kind of thing where you're going to take somebody in for 45 minutes yep. into the, into the they could office have easily, they and could question have them and say, okay. They could have easily, but they wanted to vet, and it's uh, zero tolerance, and they're <laughs> just going to do what they can. And she is suing because they didn't even pry, uh, provide baguettes. Well, I had not read I that part that, of the story. Yes. That's right, Jen. That's, yeah. a, that's cruel, the big issue. Cruel and unusual. <laughs> no no baguettes for you. Fit on baguettes. Oh, this story is so sad. A dad was fatally shot while camping with his daughters at Malibu Creek State Park over the weekend. Yeah, weird one, isn't it? His name is Tristan Baudet, and he all he had done was taken his two little girls out of their house so that his wife could study for an exam over the weekend. He loved to camp. They were planning, this family was planning to move to Northern California. There is zero, zero reason why anybody would go up and shoot this yeah. guy. In the tent, in, in front the of his daughters, and then just leave. They don't know who it is. They don't know the motive. 
And then we're finding out uh, that there have been a, a fair number of shootings, unexplained shootings at, at the park. It's in Calabasas. Right. And so there was a woman who says she was camping with her boyfriend in 2017. Here's a noise in the middle of the night, finds a bullet hole in the back of her car. Uh, then that was in 2017. In 2016, another man apparently was shot there. Uh, he, Another man says his car was hit by a gunshot at 4.30 Monday morning. So it, a lot of yeah. now investigators say, yeah, we've confirmed all of this, but they're not connecting them all. All right. Here's a story. This is a heartbreak. Oh, this is a heartbreak. By the way, real fast. There's a GoFundMe page for Tristan Bodet's family. Uh, if you want to check that out, just type in Tristan Bodet and it comes right up. Uh, we now know the identification of a man who jumped into Sequoia National Park River to rescue a little five-year-old. Who fell in. Yeah. Right? He's- and he's uh, being swept away. And this guy jumps in. He cannot swim. And he still jumps and in. And he still jumps oh. in and holds the little one up as she, as he goes under several times. And they discover his body uh, a couple miles down river. I, when do you, do you jump in to a body of water when you cannot swim? Had to just be instinct. I mean, he just had to, you know, just jump. Here's this kid who falls and he just jumps. He probably wasn't even thinking. Just, did, the, did the did he save the kid? Yeah, he saved the kid. Kids? His last move, they said, was throwing the kid onto the shore, and then he gets swept away. Isn't that nuts? All right, let's take a break, and uh, we'll be back and finish it up. This is KFI, Jennifer Jones. With some breakfast and All right, guys. KFI on a Monday morning. Well, actually, it's KFI on any morning, but uh, it is June 25. See, that's not every morning. Okay, back we go and we finish Handle on the News. Jennifer Jones, Lee, Rich Murata in this week for Wayne is on vacation and me. First, she gets kicked out of the Red Hen, and now she's being accused of an ethics violation. My Sarah. Right, come on. So she tweets on her official government tweet that she was kicked out of the restaurant and politely left. Which was true. Which and is named true. the restaurant. And then, right? Oh, yeah, but it's true. Yeah. It's uh, No, there's no issue. I mean, no one's arguing uh, about what she was tweeting. It's the fact that she was tweeting on a government uh, tweet machine. Yeah, but which she's is condemning called a your private device, tweet. right? That's exactly what you called it. On the, uh, the, the Twitterama, <laughs> right? That's the world On of the Twitters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but she's condemning a private business. And that, now, I, I don't, think no, that's, that's I don't think that's issue. the issue. I no? don't think it's the issue. No, the issue is that she did it on a government uh, device. Right. Government phone, which is just a crock. You know, that they, and she'll probably end up doing 35 years in jail for it or what they'll have. I mean, it's just crazy. Well, what do you think about the equating? A lot of people are equating it now with the uh, baker who won't serve the... Uh, gay couple, right? He won't make the bake bake the cake well, for the gay one, couple one for moral for, reasons. See, one is for religious reasons, and the other one is for political reasons. Which, the, by the way, the owner is allowed to do. Uh, keep in mind that to, to be gay now, uh, gender discrimination is illegal. To be a fundamental Republican uh, is not a protected class at all so you can throw people out all day long. And also it, the the idea that it was the uh, the 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 Supreme Court uh, arguing or giving uh, the 
Baker the right to do this. It had nothing to do with that. It was uh, the uh, Equal Rights Commission that just did it wrong when they agreed with uh, the gay couple. It was, that's what the whole issue was about. They just handled it wrong, so we're kicking it back. And uh, therefore, the uh, what the lower court did is illegal. So it's, again, that's being misunderstood, as everything is. All right. All right, well, Antonio Sabato Jr., the actor-turned-Republican, I don't know, spokesman, I guess, says he was blacklisted like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Antonio, how will you remember Yeah, there's, but there's, uh, that's funny, but there is a difference. Uh, he's right. In Hollywood, if you are pro-Trump, if you're a Trumpist, you are blacklisted. If you're Republican, Oftentimes you're blacklisted. You just don't admit period. it. Yeah, there are very few Ted Nugents out there, and Ted Nugents happens to be in the music business. Yeah, and Chachi. That's it. That's yeah, <laughs> and, and there's no one else. I mean, Charlton Heston is completely dead. John Wayne is uh, now worm food. And when you think about it, uh, who, who Repu- which Republicans are left? Do you know even watching stupid shows like The Real Housewives if they say to them, like, hey, did you go to the fundraiser last night? A lot of them will opt out of not saying whether they even went to a political fundraiser because they don't want to be, yeah. you know, hit on social media. Yeah, it's gone crazy. It's gone crazy. Well, here's one that's crazy. Walgreens pharmacist has denied a woman a miscarriage drug over personal morals. Billy broke my heart Which I don't get at all. I mean, this woman is, uh, it's, the child's going to be born stillborn. I mean, it's going to be uh, actually expelled from the body. And he is saying on moral grounds, no, uh, it's not an abortion that's going on. I mean, first of all, the guy's crazy. Second of all, he has violated the policy of Walgreens. Uh, what Walgreens is supposed to do, uh, they, the policy is if a pharmacist does not agree or does not believe in birth control, for example, has to make sure that someone's in the pharmacy that will, in fact, uh, fill a prescription. This guy just said, no, just get out. The driving ban on women has been officially lifted in Saudi Arabia. Woo, party time. And now, now they get the joys of women driving. Oh, my God. They're going to change their minds very, very quickly and say this was the biggest mistake we ever made. Is Saudi Arabia the only country that uh, bans women from driving? I think so. I don't think there are any other women. Yeah, I mean, there are countries that ban everybody from driving because there are no cars and no roads. Right. Uh, But, no, I think it's the only country in the world. Wow. There was a... Brady Bunch episode, Marsha versus Greg, who was the better driver, women or men? Marsha won, I'm just saying. Move over, Barbecue Becky. Yeah, that was a television, that yeah. was a sitcom that was written by people. Okay. There's no reality to you sitcoms, don't know that. okay? They, they were they acting, Jennifer. Yes, you don't right. know that. Maybe yeah. it was filmed, it was real. Yeah. Barbecue Becky, move over. We got Permit Patty now. I've got the video up at KFIAM640.com. Keyword wake up call. Permit Patty calls the cops on a mom and her daughter who are selling water near AT&T Park. Right. Saying she should not sell water because she doesn't have a permit. But she I never, saw this. But There's she never, a video of this. But she lady. never called the cops. She never she, did. She, she was on the phone to somebody. Claimed, I saw the video. She claimed it was the cops, but it wasn't. Right. And the mom, the mom Videos videos it. her. But the worst part is, permit Patty is the woman's being called, hides. Well, that just made it worse. Yeah, she ducks down behind a wall, so the mom just goes and confronts her. The video's hysterical. All, All right. right. She's going to hear 
She's going to hear about it from a lot of people yeah, yeah. on and it already Twitter. Has. It's, it's yeah. already she it's claims crazy. that it was the mom who was like making a whole bunch of noise near her workplace. She didn't have a problem with the girl. She had a problem with the mom. So there you go. That's it. Do you want to end it there? Or yeah, you let's, keep going? yeah, let's end it there. We'll come back and finish the rest of the stories when we engage and handle on the news late edition at 830.